Me and Poetry, 1974 to 1977. The first poem of mine published in a magazine was A Soiled Relationship, 1974. It was published in the spirit-duplicated magazine Bog, issue 26. In the following issue, American poet John Ellsberg wrote in the magazine he liked the poem and understand what I was trying to do with it. All is in the breath, all is in the line, like drama, like an event. In 1974, I joined the Haverhill Poetry Group, a group of four run by Joe Shearing. We held readings at Great Dunmo High School in Essex and at the Haverhill Folk Club. Via my stable press in 1975, we published four, a selection of her poetry. Joe Shearing was a teacher, an excellent poet, who said something curious, which, said all those years ago, still gets me thinking. There's no such thing as good and bad writing. There's just writing. Though I felt part of a counterculture expressed through the growing network of little magazines, not even the most experimental of underground poets ever challenged the notion of good writing, which Joe challenged. I believe he meant that every voice counts, not just those on high or born to it. In 1975, my poetry was published in the Hilltop Press Anthology and the following magazines, Contact, Doris, Sandwiches, Radix and Strath. I also read with the Suffolk Poetry Society at the old Tower Street Theatre in Ipswich, and I produced and published Foot on the Beach, a hand-set letterpress booklet which consisted of 20 poems. I sold all 100 copies, not enough to make up for what I had spent out on materials and equipment, but an incentive to carry on. The booklet received some praise, but the tag of juvenile poetry stuck. Yet, undaunted, my next task was to set up my own duplicated magazine to properly feel part of the network. The first issue of Stable Magazine came out in the autumn of 1975. There was poetry from Colin Nixon, Andrew Darlington, George Cancross, Zoe Tucker, Steve Sneed, Aidan Simmons, Hugh McKinley, Nicky Joukowska, Robin Maunsell, Wendy J. Evans, Margaret May and others. There were also articles and short reviews. And I also included work by Sudbury friends Steve Buckledy and Richard Dunning. 1975 was, however, one of my toughest years ever. My friend Lynn was killed in a car crash. She was 19. This event left a lifelong shadow. For most of the summer, I suffered panic attacks and struggled to walk sometimes. Antidepressants didn't really help. Though all my print and duplicating equipment was in Clare, I now really wanted to be elsewhere. I had no car, so travelling was a bus. Once, I suffered a really bad panic attack on an Eastern County Sprinter or such and had to get the driver to let me out a couple of miles short of Sudbury. I'd kept in contact with some of the students from the Ipswich School of Art where I failed the course two years previously. 
so Ipswich was my obvious destination. There were a number of failed attempts to move, but I ended up at the YMCA for several weeks and even took part in drama classes run by these Christian folk, but ultimately failed to find a bedsit of my own as the money ran out. It wasn't until spring 1976 that I properly moved to Ipswich with a quite central bedsit off Portman Road. Once in town, I knew I wanted to be part of a poetry group, set it up myself perhaps. I made my intent known to Eastern Arts, Irene MacDonald and the local evening news, that I wanted to set up a poetry workshop. Also, I gathered a few names together via the little magazine for those who might be interested in the area. There was John Rowe, Frank Wood, Robin Maunsell and Keith Dursley. I met up with a few of them. Keith Dursley was then working at the central post office. I waited in the queue with a letter until his counter was free. Perhaps he wasn't enthused in the instant, but Keith said he would come along to the founding first meeting to discuss the plans. Frank Wood and I had a couple of earlier meetings and then we set a weekly date uh, for the Gatacre Road Drama Centre, which is now St John Mills Theatre. The evening was fixed as a Thursday, every Thursday, 7 to 9pm, and the idea was to have a formal critical style workshop one week and an experimental performance session the next. So it was the Ipswich Poetry Workshop was born. From the outset, Frank adopted the chairman's role while I was some kind of secretary. Frank had some excellent links to poets up north, and before even the first workshop took place, Eastern Arts promised to support Ipswich Poetry Workshops, staging a reading by Jim Burns in the Swan Pub. After a dirty, sweaty day in the Sweet Factory, I remember meeting Irene from Eastern Arts in that very pub, 5.15pm one weekday evening, and the event was organised. Ipswich was ripe for such a workshop in 1976. From small numbers, the IPW grew rapidly, and as many as 20 gathered at the Drama Centre each week, but I ran ahead of myself. I produced the first worksheet of members' poems on October the 6th, 1976, poems from Frank Wood, John Rooney, Keith Dursley, Stephen K. Smy, Mary Nobbs, Bertram Bay, Jan Orton, Mark Jarman, Brendan Pearson, Richard Rhymes, John Rowe and myself. It was a labour of love typing up the poems and duplicating them every other weekend in Clare, but I was dedicated. Ah, for a photocopier. Through 1976... I had 14 poems published in little magazines, including Iron and Pick magazine, so I felt I was progressing. The Ipswich Poetry Workshop wasn't just a place to read and pick over poems or read and perform to the group like some religious incantation. We were keen to hold public readings and performances of our work. Our debut was The Gardener's Arms, Felixstowe Road on the 6th of December 1976.
I had reached my immediate goal. So finally in the second half of 1976, I'd set up a press, started a magazine, helped to forge a poetry group and had begun to read my poetry to an audience, however small. So it was going to be a good Christmas of 1976, except as the family gathered in Clare, my dad announced at the age of 49 he had bowel cancer and faced a ten-hour operation in the new year to stand any chance of survival. With that in mind, in the next podcast, I'll chat about the Poetry Workshop, the Cambridge Poetry Festival, and my first paid gig in London, set against provincial life and death in the time of the 1977 Jubilee. Here's a taste of it. This poem is called Corn Dolly Dog Q Blues. Today I've been living off chestnuts, gathered last Sunday week, thick sliced sun-blessed and veggie mix instead of meat. I'd have scoffed the lot real quick, but there's only tuppence on the mantelpiece and I'm living off unpressurised gas. The half pint of Charrington Bass the Social Security officials saw me with was bought by a friend. The cigarettes as well. I go up there to get money, and they give me bloody hell. Steph and I in the corn dolly discuss the national front. Pah! The state of the cups of tea in here and the tycoons who spin the punk. Then it's off to the mason's arms to turn on our charms with women who tempt our dreams. So we failed again this week. Our poverty is a commodity too difficult to sell. I go up there to get money and they give me bloody hell.